Hello there, and welcome to this new episode of Leadership Conversations with Kemi Ogunkoya, your weekly supercharged transformational show for business leaders like you who are ready to build smart, visionary, and adaptive leadership skills to do their current job more effectively and seamlessly take on higher positions of leadership. On this show, we take you on a journey with inspiring, transformational, and authentic leaders with stories that inspire, principles that catalyze, and insights that will transform your life and business forever. And this is because we believe that the quality and effectiveness of leadership is what determines the fate of systems, businesses, and nations that die, survive, or thrive. Are you ready to dive in? Join the conversation and let the show begin. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Leadership Conversations with Kemi Ogokoya. And this is episode three. And today I have a very special guest in the studio with me today. And his name is Babs Fashesin. Um, Babs is a passionate business leader and an experienced strategist with keen insights into development and implementation of high-impact business transformation, marketing, and brand development initiatives. He is an expert at leveraging the power of brands to secure competitive edge. Now, he is also the lead global strategy um, at Reut Consulting. And, you know, before I go into all the so many things that you are, I'm going to let you talk about yourself and just let us get to know a little bit more about you. All right. Thank you very much, Kemi. And I was listening to you and wondering if that was really me, but (laughs) I totally appreciate it. Um, Thank you for having me uh, here on this platform. I am very honored. Um, And like you said, my name is Babs and... uh, I'm a strategist primarily, and over over the years, my focus has really been on developing and building uh, great businesses and building brands along the along the line. So currently, I uh, founded Roots Consulting in 2015, and I've been working as the lead strategist here at Roots Consulting here in New York. And um, over the past, I want to say uh, just about a little over. Uh, a decade and a half, I've committed most of my time to consulting for uh, global businesses. And um, on the on the very light side, I love pretty much, I enjoy working out. I do enjoy having a great time at the gym. And very recently, I also started investing some time in cooking. <laughs> so I'm enjoying cooking. Uh, I'm making a lot of fantastic dishes and um, I'm committing some time to even taking, you know, food photography. So primarily this, you know, couple of months since COVID hit, this has been my focus. Uh, just building beautiful pictures of yeah, no. So the truth is, I did not even get into your profile, right? Because it's really extensive, and you know, you you're doing quite an amazing job in the consultant space. And Thank you know, it's you. such a honor to have you with us on the show today. So we'll we'll get right into it. And I love that you started with, um, you know, by talking about a little bit about the disruptive 
era of the disruptive season that we are, you know, Lane uh, mentioning something about COVID um, and the current pandemic that we are currently facing globally. Now, I want to know, you know, that as a thought leader in the consulting space, obviously business leaders have had to deal with a lot of disruption to their systems, to their businesses, and it seems like, you know, all the strategy that was put in place at the beginning of this year have pretty much been turned over on its head. And we know also that, you know, everything rises and falls on leadership. So I would like to know what are some of those qualities that you think, you know, every leader should have in this time of great disruption? Wow. You know, that's sure that very, they're able to build businesses. Kemi, that's a very, um, that's a very awesome question, especially because of the climate that we live in today. Um, a lot has happened over the past four months and, uh, and, um, the world as we knew it before COVID is not exactly what it is today. So that's a very important uh, question. And um, I do believe that there are so many qualities that makes a a great leader, um, a business leader, but with specific focus on where we are today, given the climate, I would like to highlight just a few of them um, because uh, you know, I remember building, you know, this year plan for one of our clients. Uh, it was such a, you know, big to do. We do that every first month of the year. And we spent several days and hours, you know, planning and developing strategies for the brand, the mother brand and the sub brands and all the various categories, portfolio management and all that. And uh, suddenly in February, COVID hit. And everything came to standstill. So question, therefore, is how do we proceed from here, given the realities uh, of business and the general landscape? Uh, The one thing that I consider to be very important, actually, for a leader in managing a successful business, especially during this really difficult time of crisis, is um, decisiveness. That's one quality that I consider extremely crucial right now. And it's a conversation that I have had with a lot of my uh, clients, some of the CMOs of some of these great brands, um, including here at Royce Consultant. Decisiveness is really uh, very critical right now. Leaders, business leaders generally have to make decisions right now. Um, Decisions, it's all about decisions, decisions, decisions. Um, These are not the times when leaders will sit back and expect somebody to tell them what to do. These are times where leaderships will, um, the leadership will roll their sleeves and begin to make concrete decisions. It's not, it's not, it's not just making a decision that is right. I mean, making the decision that is easy, these are times when leaders are making really tough decisions. People, uh, leaders are making decisions that regards to cutting costs or even laying off employees, some really tough and difficult uh, decisions. And we've seen a lot of companies, you know, come up with various decisions in the past four months. So for me, I think very strongly that 
the quality that a business that would distinguish a business leader, successful business leader today from another would really be his ability to make sound judgment, his or her ability to make uh, concrete decisions so that they can, you know, I mean, look at it. Like you said, we had a great plan all set and then boom, COVID hit and everybody was like, Oh my God, where do we even start from? Where do we, how do we navigate this really difficult time? And, um, but thankfully some leaders are very, you know, quick to respond. Some leaders are able to make decisions on the fly. And that's what really makes a successful leader in times of crisis, like the one that we're in right now. Another one for me would be focus. Um, and when, when, when COVID hit, Businesses were thrown into very terrible uh, 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 situations. And the one thing that I find very important in that situation is the ability to maintain focus. So if the primary goal of the business, uh, the overarching goal of the business is to focus on this one thing, um, it doesn't matter uh, what happens within the organization or without the organization. What we need is a leader who's able to maintain focus because there's a lot of distractions out there. And um, the ability to maintain focus in the midst of distraction is a very important uh, leadership quality. And I'll probably rest my case on the third one, which will be the ability to inspire. So um, everybody talks about gloom and all sorts of, you know, what you may call um, negativity, as it were. The news you turn on, the news, there's really nothing inspiring in the news. And then you have uh, an organization maybe of thousands of employees, of hundreds of thousands of employees. As a leader, your, your, your um, responsibility is to inspire the people that you lead at this time. Because uh, the one thing you do not want to end up with is having disgruntled and uninspired employees at this time. So your business is only as successful or as great as the people uh, who work for it. So if you're able to inspire and hold together a team of inspired people, chances are you would navigate through the difficult times uh, better than an organization that's not able to inspire you know, uh, its employees. So ability to inspire is another very important quality that i think i think very strongly that leaders should consider developing if they don't already have it that's one thing that will distinguish a successful leader now versus one that's not successful well thank you very much for that um, without that that was really insightful you know coming from uh, the standpoint of decisiveness which I, I think a lot of business leaders um, really are struggling with at this time um, because of all the uncertainty. But then, you know, those hard decisions have to be made. And then um, I love the fact that you also went through to um, talking about focus uh, because we're in the midst of so many things, right? There's so many, um, you know, there, there, there's so many information coming in. Um, you know, people want to explore different strategies. And at the cost of all of that, you know, could get lost in focusing on the things that really matter. Um, and cool. also inspiration is very important at this time. Um, you know, and it's important that business leaders all over the world get to that point of um, understanding really what the requirement of leadership uh, really is at this time, that 
you know, right. if, if your employees are already afraid and are fearful, the least thing they need is, you know, to be under the leadership of a leader who is also going to project his own fears or her own That's fears right. on them. So I think right. those are really key and important, um, you know, aspects and qualities that you have discussed and, you know, I think I, I think that that that's really great. Um, so I I see that you are also really ahead on the on driving conversation around digital transformation. That's right. And you know, uh, in, in this time, right, we've seen organizations that have really slacked on um, digital transformation in the past. And if I'll give an example, I would um, use the example of Primark, for example. Uh -huh. who before the pandemic had a brick and mortar model, right? And in the course yeah. of the pandemic, they were unable to make sales because their business model up until that time did not, um, you know, permit them to quickly transcede into, um, you know, the digital space. Now, uh -huh. when we look at digital transformation, um, you know, what exactly should leaders be focusing on at this time, you know, to ensure that they're driving the agenda for digital transformation in their organizations? Wow, I, I'm very glad that you mentioned this question because this is a very important conversation that's going on even within my circles right now amongst um, strategy leaders and business leaders uh, globally. I, I was on the phone with the, the head of media in one of the high-tech um, companies two days ago and we were talking about digital transformation and how although we think we have really advanced we've gone uh pretty far it's in in terms of when when, when we come to uh the micro level of you know how we are using the digital space we really haven't done much uh and there's so much that can be explored so this is a very interesting question the one thing i want to start with is you see access is the primary thing every organization should be looking to promote today so if you have a physical products if you're in a physical product business or you're in a retail business or you're in a services business whatever form of business that you're in today the one thing that should be top on your mind is how to get your businesses or your services or products accessible by many. Because there are several uh, limitations given the current pandemic and access, those limitations naturally just took access away. So uh, a business leader right now is thinking or should be thinking, how do I... Uh, make my services and my products accessible to the general public, uh, given their various restrictions and limitations and the fear and all that the pandemic has, you know, uh, uh, brought on us. And that's where digital transformation becomes very imperative. Um, before now, I have been pushing an agenda that says every organization that exists in a physical space should equally exist in the online space every organization it doesn't matter if it's government organization it doesn't matter if it's a not-for-profit it doesn't matter if it's a service 
business, but every business that has a physical representation today in the world that we live in should have a an online representation, a digital representation, because now we live in a two-sided world. We live in the offline world and the online world. And if you're functioning in the offline world and you're doing great, imagine how much more you could be doing if you added the second side of the world, which is the online world. So every organization that hasn't taken advantage of digital transformation is only wasting so much resources because there's an opportunity to make your products and services accessible to a ton of people. I'll give you a very interesting example and don't laugh at me, Kemi. So uh, some, some time ago, I think uh, about somewhere around uh, 10 years ago, I started the first um, ever uh, romantic products and sex toy uh, online sex toy store in Lagos, Nigeria. Um, at the time, it was, and I'd give you, as a strategist, I work with data, and from data, I glean insights. So over the years, having worked on data and gleaned insights, I have understood the Nigerian consumers. And I do understand that sex toys are very crucial elements <laughs> Um amongst the Nigerian consumers. But typically, because of the nature of our culture, uh, you do not even want to be found in a pharmacy store buying condoms because it comes with some really not so nice, you know, uh, perception. Even though we have done a lot of campaigns, I remember in 2000 and I want to say 12, we did a lot of campaigns promoting condom, the use of condom. We worked with UNICEF sometime in 2015. 14 to create this massive campaign in Ghana, you know, encouraging Ghanaians to adopt the culture of using condoms just so they could, you know, protect themselves against HIV and all that. But we do understand from all the data that the one thing the typical African has not come to realize is the fact that um, some of these things are normal. They, they, I mean, accepting walking into a store and feeling comfortable buying a condom off the shelf to protect yourself, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But again, our culture hasn't come to that point yet. But I saw a need, okay? And the need was to create an environment. Now, tell me, how many Nigerian customers will walk confidently into a sex toy store and purchase a sex toy. I literally cannot tell you <laughs> if I know any individual who will do that. So this was an insight for me as a business creator. Listen, this is all I do. I build businesses. I build businesses, both physically or businesses online. So I took, I just primarily took this insight and I went ahead and created the first online sex toy. And guess what? We could not meet demands, literally could not meet demands because you're sitting in the comfort of your home or you're sitting in the comfort of your office. You go online, you find out whatever it is you want with the ultimate uh, privacy, you're able to get your things delivered to you directly without having to stress yourself over that. Now, that's an insight that I got from data and I got from understanding the culture of the people. So every business 
typically needs to understand the people that it's serving. So if you have a clear understanding of the insights, the pain and the desires and the wants and the things that make the consumers happy or what their desires are, then you can frame your business such that you can take advantage of technology to promote your business and give what I call access to your consumers. That way you can cut away, you know, the various, the, the truth is sometimes consumers don't want to go through the huddle, step one, step two, step three, to get access to a product or service. So what you're doing by going online or adopting digital strategies is literally just cutting off those steps so you make access easy for your products and as long as your products are accessible to the people it, can you imagine how painful it would be that you have all these dollars in your pocket and you go over to a store but you can't spend it because it's locked up okay now that's how much money you could possibly be losing as a business so if you create an opportunity where people don't have and you know convenience is one of the um growing trend in purchasing these days. So more consumers are looking for uh, better ways, more convenient ways of shopping. Um, and when you think about a, a better and convenient way of shopping, trust me, you're thinking online, you're thinking digital. This day, there's almost nothing that cannot be sold or transferred online. So the idea of digital transformation goes beyond um, just having a social media page. No, <laughs> it goes beyond just being present on Google. No, um, it's really building the same effort that is committed to building a physical structure or physical business. That same model or that same effort is put into building a digital presence. And I think this is where every company should be heading today. If you, if you offer consulting services, the same thing, the same app. You see, interestingly, what had happened to me as a person uh, during the COVID, um, during this period, this past four months is I sat personally now, not even for my business or my client. I also do a personal strategy for myself because I'm a personal brand and I build personal brands. So I said to myself, you know what? I It's about time for me to transfer some of the things that I offer, the services that I offer physically on a one-on-one -on -one basis, it's, it's about time that I transfer them to some digital form. And I began to create, think about creating digital products that I could sell. I'm writing a book now, and I'm hoping that this book will be primarily digital. So yeah, we could use digital transformation or we could use the digital space to upscale and upgrade our businesses and ourselves such that we can generate more revenues by making our products and services accessible accessible to the um, general public. Well, um, but that was really phenomenal, right? Um, because I, I think that a lot of education has to happen um, so that more people can get to that point of understanding exactly what uh, digital transformation is all about and how they can leverage it for their businesses. I also love that, you know, you you spoke about some of the, um, you know, misconceptions around, um, you know, digital transformation and looking at also the personal examples that you have given, you know, um, I think the driving force center around convenience, right? Um, I always say that customers, 
don't mind having a product that can get them out of bed, you know, help them get set for the day, help them do their work, and, you know, they don't even have to lift a finger. So it's, it's about time that business owners um, realize the, the requirement for the seasons and the time that we are in now and get to that point where they're investing a lot more in data such that they can understand consumer behavior a lot more and they're able to, you know, harvest those data um, and pretty much transform it to um, great insights that can help them build or push the agenda for, um, you know, for their businesses. So I really love um, that. And, you know, it would, it would be pretty much living in the dark or being a dinosaur to hold on to the fact that tra traditional systems of business or traditional models of business is the only way out, right? <laughs> so, so you, know, you, know I, I, you know what's interesting, Kemi? Um, um, I live here in New York and uh, we, we assumed there has been the height of technology, use of technology in New York. That's the general assumption, right? Um, never never for once did anybody think that students in high school and elementary school can actually go to school a hundred percent online we didn't know that so 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 sometimes we and and that's the beautiful thing about about you know covid i mean it's i'm not happy that it happened but it has made us rethink a lot of things that has held us back over the years. It has helped us think out of the box. It has pushed us out of our comfort zone such that we are now finding, you know, smarter ways and taking advantage of technology. I believe if technology was a human being, technology would be crying and be like, oh my God, I'm having aches today. There are more people using me than I ever could imagine because definitely this is the world that we live in. And you know the truth though? we are never going to return to life before COVID. That's the 100% truth. We are never, ever going to go back to life as it was before COVID. We are probably not going to remain this way forever, but then there would never be a time in history that we would return 100% to what life was before COVID. So the sooner we took advantage of transforming our businesses using technology and the digital space the better for us. I, I absolutely agree with you. So my kids have been out of school since the whole lockdown. And, you know, along pretty well. No one would have ever imagined that there would be that time where, you know, it was even possible to rely solely on the, the um, e-learning as a means of helping pupils achieve um, this level of integration into education. Um, so, you know, I remember having a conversation with, a couple of clients in the educational space just about the time that um, the pandemic broke. And, and I said that you guys have to really rethink your business model because it's never going to come back to the way it is. That's there are right. parents who have, um, you know, tasted what it looks like to homeschool their children and they are perfectly okay with it. And they have no intention of taking their children back to school um, and I just find adopting e-learning platforms and systems um, and raising their children. Schooling and e-learning e this time uh, and how that's very important, important in the life that we live in today. And I totally agree with you. I think um, schools need to rethink <laughs> uh, 
their models so they can capture value otherwise um schools if if schools desire desire to continue to capture value they have to make education accessible to not only the students but the parents um so yeah i totally agree and if you're a school i mean you should really be a champion of digital transformation period it's important that business owners just adopt the reality yeah and and adapt their businesses to the times and the seasons that we are you know so so i'm going to move on right from you know uh, the digital transformation um you know which you have shared quite a couple of insights with um with our listeners today so i'd like you to share with us your leadership journey you know what were those key um events that have shaped your outcome you know to becoming this person that you are today well that's a that's a very interesting uh, question kemi um the person that i am today has evolved over the years um and i literally was <laughs> naturally born into leadership because i am the first uh the first child and so you know i i don't know what your experience was but my experience growing as the first child in a typical nigerian family had my parents you know uh drumming it in my head every day that you're the leader and your younger ones are looking up to you so there's a certain expectation of you uh that the younger ones you know hold daily and it's interesting that uh as we as we grew older i have heard my younger brothers say to me so many times how hey you have been a strong motivation for me you've been a very strong inspiration uh to me uh cuz you have always set the bar so high and we've always had something to look up to so naturally i was born into that space where psychologically i had to you know grow up being a leader um so that would be for me the one thing or where it started but then over the years i have also picked up skills um uh in the course of my growth and the gro- the course of my career i have built different skills from one job to another from one career to another um i mean i became a director at the age of 27 um and then i rose to become a regional director at the age of 30 that for me i mean was a very interesting um very interesting journey and i think the one thing that has continued to shape my leadership skill and my leadership abilities i want to say has been my um desire genuine deep desire to inspire others and to build people who themselves are leaders so constantly what i have realized is people who naturally are drawn to me are people who are drawn to me because they find some form of you know inspirational path in me through which they can achieve some of the goals or some of the desires um of their heart so over the years i have again started off as a child being told i'm a leader and i have to keep being a leader and i grew with that mentality of being a leader went into college and in college i became a leader um on campus got out of school and 
built a career over a very quick uh, couple of years and rose very quickly to becoming a director. Imagine being a director at 27 and then sitting in the boardroom with people who were 15 and 20 years older than I was at the time. <laughs> I had to learn and I had to grow. So the one thing that I know has happened is life forces us to grow. And sometimes when life forces us to grow, we grow faster than our age can even keep up. So it's okay if um, if age, the biological age doesn't keep up to with the speed that your psychological uh, uh, and your your mental development is is growing. That's fine. So for me, literally, I would say those are primarily the one thing. So. Uh, Values that I hold very dearly that has been very helpful for me are values of humility, respect for the individual. I do believe that everybody on earth needs or deserves to be respected, regardless of age, status, sex, or race or nationality. So I primarily believe that respect for the individual is the one thing that has also helped me. I have tried the best that I can. I'm not perfect, but the most that I can, I have uh, attempted or tried to be, you know, to show some respect for the general individual. I also believe very strongly that you cannot, you cannot, uh, you cannot lead a people that you do not connect with. So connection, building connections has really helped my leadership journey. I am constantly seeking to build relationships, build connections. And that's really how um, over the years I've been able to build some leadership, be it business relationship, uh, business leadership or physical personal leadership. Because I don't believe that leadership really starts with you. If you're not able to lead you, you can't lead anybody else. So that's my story. It's not a, an exactly fantastic or interesting one but that's my story for, for all that you have shared um thank you very much babs fascist for coming on leadership conversations with kemi Gunkoya. it's been a really insightful interview and we sure look forward to having you soon again thank you you have been listening to leadership conversations with kemi Gunkoya. now it is work o'clock Always remember that insights without action is useless. And just before you go, if you are a high-performing executive or forward-thinking professional or you are an innovative entrepreneur who would like to build smart, visionary, and adaptive leadership skills to do your current job more effectively and seamlessly take on higher positions of leadership, then you should by all means request an introductory session with me at www.relliesworks.com. And together with my team, we will be happy to work with you, your team, or your organization. Also, if you have enjoyed this episode, do me a quick one. Go to relliesworks.com forward slash podcast to leave a public review and share the link to this episode with others. Till I see you again next week, keep the conversation alive.